I'm reviewing here! Guys, I used to be a trained singer, did you know that? Yeah. No, totally false. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of I'm Reviewing Here, a podcast where I, Matthew Bussey, watches and reviews Sight and Sound's top greatest movies of all time. I just had to redo my intro because I thought I was being so funny and it was so flat, and I tried to make a joke because I didn't know if I used the word doozy right. Not dookie, doozy. If, like, if something is a doozy, that means it's, like, boring, right? Right? Huh? 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 I don't know. It's been a long day. It's been a... Ugh, it's a long day. I feel like, you know, I had an issue today with traffic in Philadelphia, and I don't want to get into it because I I don't want to get upset, but yeah, traffic is like, uh, way to make me feel hopeless, you know? Yeah, traffic. I hate you so much! Yeah, I do. Traffic is just the worst. It was was just a bad day in the city because uh, they're celebrating St. Patrick's Day uh, today, but St. Patrick's Day is this week. That's when I'm recording this, so I don't know why the hell they're doing it this early, and I don't even get St. Patrick's Day. It's just so stupid. What what do you do? You wear green and you get drunk? That's it? That's St. Patty's Day? And you go to McDonald's and you get that shake? What's it called? The Shaky Shaky? The the Triple Dog Shake? What? what, McShake? Yeah, it's that, right? Um... Who just texted me? I don't even know that number. Yeah, um, it is a big day, you guys. I'm recording this on Sunday, March 12th. The 95th Academy Awards are on tonight. Now, I have not been talking a lot about like current movies that I like or anything like that on this podcast. Um, yeah, because that's just a whole other can of worms. It's a whole other thing. And, you know, I'm obnoxious enough, so I don't know if you want to hear that. But I will give you my two cents about the Oscars. I don't like them. Yeah, I don't like them anymore. Used to love them when I was a kid, but uh, for the past like 13, 14 years, I, they have just been bad. I hate to say that, but they're just not good. They're not good. Okay, and a lot of reasons too. First of all, everybody is so hypersensitive to everything nowadays um, for years now it's been like that especially with the oscars no one's happy you go on social media you type in oscars people are flipping their shit i mean oscars too white or oscars too misogynistic or oscar justice for timothee chalamet cuz he didn't win an oscar or justice for 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 uh oh god spitballing who hasn't won an oscar Drew Barrymore. you know it's like people lose their mind about it and then you know you watch the oscars and it's all about that and then that's just kind of annoying. And look, everyone has a right to their own opinion. Yes, there's a lot of things that should have been different about the Oscars for a long time that I'm glad that we're now finally recognizing. But no matter what happens, people are always going to be mad. They're always going to be mad. Always going to be mad about the Oscars because they have nothing better to do. They're just going to go on Twitter and tweet. I don't like it, you know. So that's annoying. That really has kind of like taken the magic out of the Oscars because, you know, here's the thing too. You can't just ignore that. The problem is that, you know, the people that run the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences, they see that and they know that social media is, you know, a plague. And the more people read comments like that on social media, they're not going to watch the Oscars and their ratings are going to tank. Yeah. It's what's been happening. 
every year. I bet, I kid you not, tomorrow, what's the article going to be? Uh, Oscars, the lowest in years. It was the same last year. It was the same the year before. It was the same year before. I mean, it, it just... So there's that. Uh, that's why I don't like them anymore. They're not magical anymore. When you when I was a kid in the 90s and, and the uh, 2000s, like the Oscars, oh my God, it was just, it was like unbelievable. You know, me and my family getting together on the couch to watch them and, and um, you know, seeing people win. And I didn't, you know, I knew, well, I did. I knew the movies because I was a geek. I wasn't allowed to see a lot of the movies though because they were rated R. Um but, uh, you know, oh my God, I begged my parents if I could see Monster with Charlize Theron. And they were like, Matt, no. And I couldn't because it was rated R for strong violence and sexual content and for pervasive language. It is true. The word F, the F word is you, <laughs> the word F. No, not the word F. Fuck. Is used like 500 million times in that movie. Anyway, what was I was talking about. Okay, quickly, and then I'll get into today's movie. So the Oscars. I don't like them anymore because of that. They're not funny anymore. That's just a simple, um, opinion. I don't think that they're funny. I don't think that they've had a good guest in a long time. Billy Crystal was always my favorite guest. If you Google or if you YouTube like Billy Crystal 2004 Oscars opening, it is like one of the funniest things ever. He is in this trailer and a fake trailer and he's making, he's, you know, and they inserted his face into all the movies that were nominated that year. And he did that years before. And it was so friggin' funny. They, they he reenacted Psycho and then Kevin Spacey walks into the shower with um, uh, soap in his hand. And then Billy Crystal does the psycho scream. I mean, where is that? I miss that. I miss that. And it's, uh, and then, you know, last year with the Oscar slap, it's just like, dude, what what's, what's going on here? I, the last great Oscars moment, in my opinion, was Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper singing um, Shallow. Like, that was beautiful. Not just because I love Lady Gaga, but um, I know I'm biased about that. But no, just I, I just love that. That was so original and different and, and just, it was beautiful. And the Oscars nowadays, I mean, they're just not like that. Everything is just so hyper serious and, and not funny and like, uh, yeah. But I'll still watch them, of course. I gotta watch them. I have not missed an Oscars since um, I think 2001. I fell well. No, I think I watched them, but I fell asleep. Was it that? What was the? Yeah, yeah, I think it was that. Anyway, I hope you guys are all doing well, though. Um, it's uh, yeah, the movie we're gonna review today. Oh, oh, just really, really quickly, my favorite movie of 2022 because I know uh, none of you have. Or I'm sorry, a lot of you have been asking me. <laughs> um, everything ever all at once is my favorite movie of 2022 and if that wins best picture tonight I will be very very happy and if you don't get the movie and you hate it because you don't get the movie you suck it's not meant to be understood when you first see it see it again that's the purpose of movies sorry I just spat into this microphone I get really annoyed when people whine like that oh I didn't, I didn't get it I didn't understand today's movie but you know what I cannot get it out of my friggin head and it disturbed the living Christ out of me. This movie that I'm going to review today, you guys, is Possession. I've completed my job. That's why we want to rehire you. It's out of the question. And what would be the reason for your refusal? Family. <laughs> Maybe all couples go through this. You have someone? Yes. 
Do you sleep with him? Yes. How long is it gonna last? I don't know. When I'm away from you, I think of you as an animal or a woman possessed. And then I see you again and all this disappears. You know, love isn't something you can just switch from channel to channel. Who is he? Holy Christ almighty. I just watched this too, you guys. Like, I literally finished it an hour and a half ago. Um, I made the fatal mistake of trying to watch it late on a Saturday night. I was babysitting yesterday and everybody went to bed and then I, um, I was helping to babysit, I'm sorry. And everybody went to bed and I'd had a few beers and a bit of wine and I was like, oh, I'll get through, I'll watch this movie. Big mistake. Uh, possession. And I say that because possession is not like a, a silly, frivolous little little Hollywood movie that you can watch and you don't have to take too seriously. Oh no, I, w- I woke up the next morning and um, I took notes and I did not understand what I had written. Uh, I wrote karaoke instead of karate chop in in the Word document, which, uh, yeah. So basically, r- rule of thumb, don't drink and try to watch movies on Sight and Sounds list. And I'm not going to do that again. I learned my lesson. Possession, though, um, I've rewatched it in one sitting. Uh, you know, I started it, it all over and, and just watched it. Uh, no words. I, I, I truly um, have... I had never heard of this movie. I had heard of The Possession. That is a Jewish horror movie that came out in 2012. Uh, based on a true story, but not really one of those horror movies. Uh, Possession, though, I had never heard of it. I had seen I, I had seen it kind of this year making a return uh it was restored by Metrograph a few years ago and I know there's a theater here in Philadelphia that recently showed it on you know in crystal clear HD and I remember reading a little bit about it they said it was like an artsy horror movie which I really like but I'd never heard of the director uh, I've recognized the leads in it Isabella Johnny is a, a very famous French actress and Sam Neill is in it hello Sam Neill you guys Jurassic Park Dr. Alan Grant oh, Dr. Grant he's like one of my favorite uh characters in any movie I mean because his his uh arc is just so beautiful you know you start off hating kids and then you end up loving kids at the end of the movie. How simple. That was one thing that we learned. Uh, I took a film class uh, this summer when I was in high school, actually. It was like a summer camp at this college here in Philly called the University of the Arts. And I remember it was a screenwriting class and we learned all about character development and character arcs and movies. And Jurassic Park, we watched. And my teacher was like, yeah, see, now he likes kids. So he went up that hill and then he came down. That's an arc, you know? And I was like, oh, yeah. Those kids drive me crazy in that movie. I love Jurassic Park, and it's not the actors, it's just kids. You know the scene when the dinosaur flips the car over, and then Dr. Grant's like, oh god, I gotta go help him. If I was Dr. Grant, no offense, I probably would have just sped off. (laughs) I know that's horrible, but 
The kids are so annoying in that scene. The boy knows dinosaurs. He knows T-Rexes are, like, deaf. Why would he make all that noise? And sh why does she shine the flashlight in the T-Rex's face? <sighs> okay. <sighs> Goose Raba, okay? Um, it's just a movie. It's not real. And he does save them. And anyway, I love Sam Neill, though. He's a great actor. He was also in The Piano, uh, which is on this list. I'm probably not going to review that until many, many, many months from now because that's pretty high up on the list. And that is amazing. Uh, he's kind of a lunatic in that too, but uh, he's a lunatic in this movie as well. But yeah, Possession, very art housey. And get this, when it came out in 1981, it did not do well. Shocker, am I right? I said that in the last episode about Videodrome. Uh, you know, and I, I just have to repeat myself, that happens a lot, uh, especially with horror movies. Weird horror movies, horror movies that don't really follow formula at all and are very artsy-fartsy and... Not necessarily scary, but just, you know, different and, and incredibly artistic. They don't do well, uh, especially in the past. They, they don't do well. Um, I don't know if maybe they're getting a little bit better. You have a movie like, let's say, Hereditary, which came out in 2018. That did really well. And that's not really your typical uh, horror movie. That's that weird. I can't think of any other word but weird. Weird is is the best way to describe Hereditary. I remember seeing that movie. I worked in advanced screening of it, and when I left, uh, I, tr I had to get audience reactions. And everybody who walked out, they looked like they had been struck by lightning. Like their hair was staticky and like afro-like and like just all all stuck up in the air and I, I saw one person that looked like they had ash on their face and I was like was there a fire in the theater what happened that is a movie that you know disturbed people so do movies like Possession and Videodrome I mean are they coming out nowadays and they're not doing well and then years later people are like oh actually you know it's pretty good well uh I don't know I mean, yeah, no, yeah, the simple question is yes. You know, there was a movie that came out last year called, um, oh God, what was it called? You Will Not Be Alone, I think is what it was called. I'm looking, oh, You Won't Be Alone. You Won't Be Alone is a Macedonian-made film. It was released by Focus Features, and that is, um, Christ, like, artsy to the max. yeah. And did it make any money? No, of course it didn't. Because do you see young teens flocking to go see an artsy horror movie? No. It's a shame, though, because, you know, a lot of these artsy movies, artsy horror movies, uh, Harartsy, oh, I like that. That should be a genre name, a new genre name for these types of movies. They're actually really good. Possession disturbed the living crap out of me. This movie is on crack. Say crack again, crack. 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 Um, it was directed by this uh, popular Polish director named Andrzej Zulo Zulowski. And Andrzej, a I'm not going to say, Polish, he's a Polish director, um, I, but I'm not going to say his first name. His last name is Zulowski. Zulowski. But wait, in Polish, aren't the W's pronounced like V? Oh no, I'm thinking about the K's. So in Polish, the K's are pronounced like V's. So it's not Krakow, Poland, it's Krakow. I've been to Klakov, and I remember coming back to the States and telling people I went to Klakov, and they were like, oh, interesting. Where's that? And I was like, yeah, you know, it's a good diner. It's up in Iowa. They sell really good French toast. Guys, it's Poland. Are you kidding? And they were like, oh, but why is it Klakov? I'm like, because it's Klakov. Um, yeah, I took offense to that. 
Uh, Krakow is a beautiful city, though. It's very sad because, you know, World War II, there's like tragedy on every street corner there, but a uh, gorgeous city. Everyone's really nice. And I love the name of the currency in Poland. It's Zloty. Yeah, it's really good. Possession, though, um, this guy, uh, Andrzej Zulowski, okay, Zulowski, just bear with me, I'm sorry. This was his only English-made film, and he was an auteur. I have not seen any of his other movies, but I do know that he made one movie called The Devil that was uh, banned in Poland. Uh, because Poland, it was released in 1972, I think, and, and Poland had a communist government an increasingly anti-Semitic communist government, I might add, uh, and they banned this movie. Now, and Possession as well was not banned. Uh, it was banned in the UK. Uh, and when it was released in the US, they had to trim a lot of scenes, like a lot of the gory, uh, weird scenes, which I'm going to get into. But all in all, though, Possession is a brave movie. This was, um, you know, and reading about the history of this is just fascinating. So, Zulowski co-wrote this with a man named Frederick Tutin, Tutin, T-U-T-E-N. And Zulowski wrote this script while he was going through a painful divorce with his uh, wife, actress Malgorzada Bronek. And... Uh, Zulowski, I don't, I didn't really read a lot about him, but he didn't go to jail and he didn't kill anybody or anything like that. But, um, I really hope though that he did not act like any of the characters in this movie because, um, that would not be a good idea. Guys, how do I describe possession, uh, in like one sentence? It, okay. Um, let's see. Couple, young couple, uh, married couple, Woman wants to get a divorce. Woman becomes increasingly erratic and begins acting like she's possessed by a demon. Weird stuff happens at the end. Yeah, that's kind of like like the Cliff Notes uh, description of this. But I don't know. I, I I like to do this on this podcast, read over. And I know like I'm giving spoilers when I do this, but it really helps me to honestly talk out loud and do this stuff. So... Here we go. Possession takes place uh, in 1980 uh, West Berlin. You got to remember, this is after the Warsaw Pact, you know, World War II. So Berlin was divided into separate cities. Sam Neill plays Mark. He is a British guy. He's a spy. Uh, He's working um, uh, from the for this like secret, you know, spy group. I don't know how spies work. I've never been a spy. Uh, but he lives in West Berlin with his wife, Anna, played by this uh, Isabel Adjani, this beautiful young woman. Adjani, too, was, I think, like 25 in this movie. And she are, she had already had an Oscar nomination when she was 20 in a Francois Truffaut movie uh, called The Story of Adele H. Francois Truffaut, if you don't know who he is, oh, great guy. I think so. Actually, I think he was, nah, never mind. Great director. I don't know if he was a great guy. But anyway, Mark and Alan, uh, I almost said, Mark and Anna are a young couple. They have a little boy named Bob. Uh, and yeah, uh, cut right to the chase. It looks like they've just had sex. And Anna, you know, they're naked in bed. And Anna just basically says, I'm not happy anymore. I want a divorce. And Mark is totally gobsmacked. He's like, what? what? And she's just like, I'm not happy anymore. I want a divorce. And Mark is like... You know, but you're the only one for me. I don't get it. And 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 she is insisting that, you know, there's no other guy and uh and and um, you know, it, it, she's just not happy anymore, but she lied. 
she has been seeing another guy named uh, Heinrich for a full year. Heinrich is a character. He's played by this actor named Heinz Benent. Yeah. Um, You know, Mark finds this out and he even goes to Heinrich's uh, apartment. And Heinrich is this really weirdly flamboyant guy who like a karate chops uh mark and then does like a little ballet turn and like poses and you're like what and then he like 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 lecherously like hugs mark and then he picks mark up like very gently and gets him out the door what also heinrich's mother lives with him what heinrich is a lot older too than anna what Okay, I'll stop, sorry. Um, so that's just weird. Again, that adds to just the weirdness uh, in Zulowski's mind. Uh, and um, this is a nasty breakup. Nasty, nasty, nasty breakup. Uh, and it, it just, it gets worse. It, it Everything gets incredibly exacerbated. Her behavior, his behavior exacerbates everything. He goes home to the apartment and, you know, he sees Bob has been left alone. The little boy, their son, Bob has been left alone and he was neglected and he has like food stains all over him. And it's like really messed up. Um, you know, Anna, uh, you know, it's like, Oh, I, I just, I love Bob. And, and Mark's like, I don't want you to be with him. And, and, the hard thing too is you know Anna's kind of made out to look like the the villain and like the way I've described this but uh, oh no I mean wait till you hear what happens um they their fights that they have in this movie I mean kudos to Sam Neill and Isabella Johnny their fights are so intense we've seen a lot of movies about you've seen a lot of movies about divorce you know marriage story or like Kramer versus Kramer I mean these actors are just so incredible. Mark and Anna are livid, screaming at each other in these fights. She is out of control. There's a really, you know, disturbing scene where she slaps him and then he slowly looks at her and it's a close-up of his face. And then he starts to beat her up, like hit her in the face a bunch of times. And the blood is like so fake. It's, it looks like paint or like ketchup. Like actual ketchup, um, and whatever it was, nineteen eighty, whatever. Uh, but her behavior seems to get really weird, and also, you know, just things in general begin to get weird. Mark one day takes Bob to school, and Bob's teacher is a like doppelganger for Anna. She's this beautiful woman who looks just like his his wife, soon to be ex wife. But she has green eyes and he's like, what? He thinks it's a joke. He's like, what are you doing? And she's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm his teacher. And she's very different from Anna and the fact that she is much calmer and, and sweeter and um, not screaming all the time. Anna's behavior gets even worse, though. He goes back to the house. Um, they have a huge fight in the kitchen. She's cutting uh, meat up with an electric knife and they're screaming and fighting, and then she cuts her neck with the knife. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, it's gross. It's really disturbing. And then what happens next is even more disturbing. He takes her to the kit, uh, to the bathroom, and she's like in a fugue state. She's like, oh, 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 and you're watching it going, what the hell is the matter with her? She's acting possessed. Like, what is she like possessed by a demon? Like, what is going on? He wraps her up, you know, he puts like a, a little cloth around her neck, and then he goes into the kitchen and he gets the knife 
<clears throat> excuse me, and he cuts his forearm like four times. And he doesn't even like flinch when he does it. Why does he do it? You don't really know. Does he still love Anna? Is he doing this to just try and like connect with her in any way? Whatever, whatever the case, it's messed up. Um, I would not want to be in a room with these people. Mark, though, um, you know, gets uh, more and more. He loses his mind. I mean, they both lose their mind, obviously. But Mark uh, is just like especially absolutely livid. Uh, I keep saying livid. I'm sorry. I can't think of another word. He hires a private investigator to follow um, Anna because he just wants to know what the heck is going on. Why is she suddenly leaving him? Why is she crazy, crazy? And, you know, this guy doesn't have his na- a name. He's just he's just the detective. But he, you know, gets to her house and or her apartment. I mean, he's she's also living in a different part of uh, Berlin. And he goes to her apartment and it is completely empty and like uh empty it looks like no one has moved in there yet and so that's weird what what what, what is what does she eat there where does she sleep what's going on she's acting crazy weird and she's like you know he's he makes up the story like oh i just i gotta go check the windows there have been complaints or whatever he pretends that he's you know like a cop or something and he's like, I got to go to the bathroom. Like, I got to. And she's like, no, there are no windows in the bathroom. But, you know, he's just doing his job because he wants to get, you know, the dirt on this woman. And he does that. And she freaks out and is like, oh, God, like, j- just don't go in there. And he does. Guys, he opens up the bathroom, doesn't even turn on the light. He opens up the bathroom door. And in the shower is this creature. A creature. It's like a creature with tentacles and it doesn't talk or anything, but it's like in the shower and is like, you know, it's like making weird noises. And then out of nowhere, Anna comes in and kills him with a glass from a bottle. She just stabs him in the neck a bunch of times and is, yeah, I'm like getting like chills just thinking about it. This movie really, really affected me. Um... So, you know, the detective is now missing. Um, Mark is approached by this guy named Zimmerman, and Zimmerman uh, confesses, uh, he's played by this actor named Sean Lawton, and he confesses that the detective was uh, his, you know, boyfriend, and um, he's been missing, and and he uh, wants to go find out what's going on. So he, you know, goes to Anna's apartment as well. He finds the creature... uh, in one of the bedrooms and the creature looks a little bit more like a human you know it's kind of like if you've ever if you've ever seen the movie the mummy with brendan fraser oh he might win an oscar tonight wink wink uh you know how the mummy the more that the mummy eats people the more that he becomes to look more human you know this creature kind of looks like that it's like standing up by itself now and zimmerman freaks out and is like what and then oh isabella johnny is so good in the scene you know anna loses her mind again and gets his gun and shoots him to death it's just insane um there's a really bizarre moment too where anna is you know she's a ballet teacher and she's teaching one of her students this like teenage girl and she the te- she's getting the teenage girl to stretch more and the teenage girl is like in moaning in agony like i can't do it i can't and 
it's such a weird, bizarre shot because Anna literally starts to like look at the camera and it's like, is she breaking the fourth wall? But she keeps telling this poor girl like, no, you're not doing it right. Do it this way. And this girl was like crying and you can just feel her pain. And it's bizarre. You know, um, the, the cinematography was by this guy named Bruno Newton. And, you know, Zulowski, I don't, I, I haven't seen his other movies, but in this movie, he's obsessed with close-ups, extreme, uncomfortable close-ups. Like, he's obsessed with making you feel, like, nauseous, making you feel like you're falling down the stairs or falling off a balcony, and you're just like, oh my, what, what, what's going, what is this, what's going, you know, and for a director to do that, it's just, it's just incredible. Now, this next moment, um sent shivers down my spine and learning about the history of how they filmed this and everything. is just, it's, it's shocking. Um, there's a flashback. Mark visits Anna and you know, she is just out of her mind. <laughs> Have I said that already? She's out of her mind. She's insane. You don't know if she's actually possessed or what the hell is going on. What the hell is that creature doing there? And, um, he, she tells him a story. And we cut to her. She's walking in the subway station. It's totally empty. It is like a scene out of like a, a twisted like dance uh, performance. Anna is walking by herself down the subway uh, in the subway. She loses her mind. She starts to contort and she's screaming and she's contorting her body and twisting her arms. And she has like milk. She's carrying milk and she like hits the milk on her body and she gets soaked and then she's screaming and screaming and she's running into walls and it's all one shot. It feels like it's five minutes long too. It's all one shot. And then so disturbing. She's like squatted down on the, on the floor and all of this gooey, like white stuff and blood starts to come out of her ears and her mouth and her vagina. And she's just screaming in agony again. And then, you know, it cuts to the, the present tense and, she says that she had a mis she had a miscarriage, <sighs> um, and it happened when he was gone. You know, he wasn't there, and um, that's kind of what caused her to really lose her mind, and kind of probably I think lose fall out of love with with Mark. So at this point, Mark, you know, has nothing left to lose. He goes to Anna's place. I forgot to mention too that Zimmerman. When he went to Anna's place, you know, he saw the creature. He also opened up the refrigerator and saw chunks and dismembered body parts of his lover in the fridge. Uh, what? Yeah. Um, so Mark goes there too. Now listen to this. There's no creature there though, but Mark does see the dismembered body parts in the fridge. So he's like, oh my God, my wife is a murderer. What do I do? And... He, 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 you know, he also gets this call because Heinrich, uh, Heinrich, I'm sorry. Sorry, I totally butchered this. I totally forgot about this, that this happened. Um, Heinrich, you know, uh, Anna's, you know, uh, lover came to the place. I got this totally wrong. I'm so sorry. Zimmerman did not find the body parts in the fridge. Heinrich did. Heinrich came and when Anna saw that, he discovered the body parts. She was like, oh shit, well, you gotta, you gotta die now, you know? And she starts to stab him, but she doesn't kill him. So he runs out. Um, and you know, he's the one who calls Mark and is like, your wife is crazy. Come over. And he does blah, blah, blah. Okay. Creature's not there. Mark sees the body parts. What does Mark do though? 
he wants to frame like Heinrich in a way frame him or just kill him now that Heinrich is like you know probably uh uh you know now going to be accused of murdering this guy because people will find out that Anna was with Heinrich at the time so you know Mark and Heinrich are at this bar and they're in the bathroom and and Mark goes into one of the stalls he clogs the toilet he sticks a feather down his throat to gag and he goes, Heinrich, I feel sick. Help me. Heinrich comes in and Mark kills him. He smacks him with uh, the back. Uh, what's, what is it in a toilet? Like the thing in the back that you open, like the, the metal thing. Hits him in the face with it, uh, drowns him in the toilet, ew, and flees. Uh, he gets on Heinrich's motorcycle and... He, he, you know, he, he comes back home and Anna's friend, Margie, who was also kind of just weird and, and also a little bit, had a bit of a libido and kind of seemed to have a crush on Mark. Uh, she's dying. Uh, she's been stabbed to death. Um, Mark brings her back in the house, though, and, you know, that's where he and Anna... They've re- they, they reconcile and they both start to cry and then they have sex. And you're watching this going, what is going on? And then the whole time, you kind of realize like, okay, you know what? This whole time, Mark just wants to patch things up. He is just desperate to not lose his wife. So it's kind of like a twisted love story. And it's kind of the same with with um, Anna, you know? Huh. But wait for this, though. They have sex. And the next scene, Mark comes into the room and the creature who's now almost fully human but still has the tentacles and everything, is having sex with Anna on the bed. And it's such a campy, weird moment. But Anna just looks at Mark and goes, almost, I'm assuming almost close to orgasm. Yeah, but guys, it's so freaking weird. It's so freaking weird. Okie dokie. Um... Heinrich's, you know, Mark uh, gets in contact with, he, Heinrich's mother contacts Mark and she basically has a hunch that her son died. So she kills herself. She takes all these pills and um, he goes, Mark, yeah, goes back home uh, and Margie's apartment, uh, there's like cops everywhere. And he's like, oh my God, what if they think I did it? So he basically pressure, this all happens so quickly too. It's insane. He pressures this taxi cab. He says, okay, I want you to crash into that car over there and, you know, cause a big scene. And then I'm going to get out of the car or whatever. So he does that. What, what, one of the cops shoots him. He shoots and kills the other cop and he gets on his motorcycle and runs off and, he then goes to this building and there are these stairs, you know, circly stairs going up to the top and he's dying. He's bleeding to death and dying. And Anna comes up the steps and she is with <laughs> the creature, but the creature does not have tentacles anymore. The creature is a doppelganger for Mark. It's Mark, but he has like black eyes and he looks like an alien and he's all weird. And he's like, <sighs> what? <laughs> Sorry, I promised myself I wouldn't say that again, but I said, you should have seen my face during this movie. The cops all of a sudden come in and they shoot at the three of them, you know, the doppelganger, Mark and Anna. Mark and Anna, you know, are shot and the doppelganger is like a mortal. He doesn't feel any of the bullets. Anna is on top of Mark and she takes a gun and it's a really weird move where she like points it to her back and shoots herself, 
killing them both. And the doppelganger, they die. Um, you know, Mark j- ends up just jumping off the steps and, and dies. And the doppelganger flees. He exits, he leaves through the roof really quickly, like a monkey. He's just like out of there. Cut to the house where poor little Bob is. And Helen, remember Anna's doppelganger, the hot one. The, <laughs> sorry, she's, she was really pretty. The hot one with the green eyes, who's Anna's doppelganger. She is there babysitting Bob. And the doorbell rings. And Bob all of a sudden just starts going, don't, don't answer it. Don't answer it. Don't answer it. And you're like, what? And Helen ignores him. <laughs> Bob runs into this bathroom and there's already water in the tub and he jumps in and drowns himself. He just floats in the tub on his stomach and just floats there and, and dies. And then at the door, you can see that Mark's doppelganger is behind the door. And then meanwhile, you hear all these explosions and these planes and like warfare happening. And Helen just turns around, stares at the camera and smiles. And then the movie ends. That, my friends, is Possession. Are you still alive? I'm con- I don't know how I'm still alive. Like, honestly. Wow. So, yeah, you know, possession is truly an assault on every sense. Like, it, and it, 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 like, it literally assaults you. It does. It's that type of movie. Um, you know, and so much so, this is kind of sad, but, you know, uh, this really took a toll on a Johnny and, and Neil, Sam Neil, when they were filming this. Sam Neil has gone on to say that it was like one of the most extreme movies, if not, yeah, if not the most extreme movie he has ever made to this day. Uh, Ajani um, nearly, com- she tried to commit suicide actually after this movie. It just took such, it, it was so intense to do it. And you watch her performance and you go, Jesus Christ. I mean, that's really scary. That's the scary thing about acting, you know, how far they're willing to go. Now, should we blame the director for this? Well... Yeah, a little bit. Um, you know, uh, Zulowski really wanted Isabella Johnny to go there. You know, he really wanted Anna. He wanted her to play Anna the way Anna's supposed to be played. You know, a crazy, possessed, angry woman who likes to have sex with a sea creature, tentacle creature person. And she goes there. Uh, that scene in the subway, I have never in my life seen anything that intense. Uh I mean, that's not true. I've seen a lot more intense scenes. But, I mean, they filmed that scene at 5 a.m. in the subway. They filmed this in West Berlin, too. I mean, this isn't like a sound stage set or anything like that. Um, uh, You know, this is all real. And they filmed it at 5 a.m. They only did two takes of it. And, yeah, Ajani, she later on just said that the role wore down on her so much that she tried to kill herself afterwards now was it strictly because of the movie i i don't know there's differing reports but um it was intense it was hard to film there's a scene you know the scene where mark slaps anna uh sam neil actually did slap uh isabella johnny he was told to by the director and sam neil oh this makes me love him all the more dr grant um he repeatedly was like, no, no, I'm not going to hit her. I'm not going to hit her. She's a girl. Like, we're just actors. I'm not going to do that. And Isabel actually came up to him and said, it's okay. It's okay. I want you to do it. I want you to do it, okay? It's going to make the scene look look better. It's going to make it look better, you know? And and he did it. Yeah, it's crazy. 
It's crazy, crazy, crazy. Um, I. So what does this all mean? You know, what what is possession? What is Zulowski really trying to say here? Well, look, I think the doppelgangers are a huge part in this movie. You know, the doppel the the squid doppelganger forms into Mark's doppelganger at the end, and he looks more perfect. You know. Uh, uh, Anna seems happy when she's with him than when she's with the real Mark and vice versa. Helen, the teacher doppelganger, Mark seems happier with her as well. So it's like both of these people have kind of almost invented these, these creatures, you know, because they both just want to live happy lives again. They just both want to have a happy marriage like they used to. And they've just gone, they're just out of control, you know? It's crazy. Some critics don't even think that uh, the creature, the tentacle creature is real. They think it might be a figment of imagination. I don't know about that because the other characters see it, you know, but there's, there's another, you know, there are just other weird things in this movie. You know, the, the big thing is this. No, Anna's not possessed by a demon. It's not that. She, I think, just loses her mind from this, uh, you know, breakup. But then, you know, there's other things to consider. Mark isn't perfect either. He seems to be like he is a little bit possessed as well. You know, even before Anna, there's a weird shot in the beginning where he's taking off um, Bob's shirt because he had like food on it. And then he just suddenly is holding on to Bob's sides and he's just staring at his chest and he's just staring at him. And it's a very, it's like a few seconds, but you just go, huh? What is that about? And then in the very next shot, cinematography here is so good. Sam or Sam, uh, Sam Neill, who plays Mark, is in a rocking chair and he's rocking back and forth, back and forth, and the camera is going back and forth with him, and it just creates that sense of dread, you know. And I think that's something to realize here is that you know Mark is kind of possessed too. It's not just Anna. Jesus Christ, Mark takes the electric knife and cuts his arm right after Anna does. I mean, what the hell is that about? So it's crazy. Um, you know, he, he, uh, it, it's just, it is an, it's, it's a nuts movie. I think, uh, you know, the political subtext in it, I don't totally think it's a big deal. I, maybe I need to examine the movie more, but you know, this is set during the cold war. It was filmed during the cold war. It's about two people who are separating. You know, Berlin was separated there. Um, this was obviously a personal movie for the director because he was Polish too. And, you know, the big deal, I think, is that, you know, Mark is living in an apartment that is full of things and is stable while Anna's living in an apartment that is totally empty and she's killing people and there's a, a like Ursula from The Little Mermaid in the other room, you know, but a man. I had to pause because I'm just thinking about it again. This movie, though, look, uh, you have to kind of watch it uh, maybe with an empty stomach. It's not spooky scary. It's just out there, and it is a lot bloodier than I thought it would be. Um, it's intense. I think Ajani and Sam Neill, I mean, I just love them so much more as actors right now. Uh, I, I, Yeah. I guess just be warned a little bit. Be warned. Uh, this movie is... <laughs> 
it's like Videodrome and then this. It's like two crazy batshit movies in a row. Um, yeah, this is this is real though. This is a real movie, and I'm 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 very happy that I discovered it. It's out there for all the best reasons. Now, where can you watch Possession? It's available to watch on Shutter, which you can get on AMC Plus, and you can just rent it elsewhere. Uh, it has been recently restored. It looks great. Dr. Grant was like 30 in this movie. He's so young. Um, wow. Horror movies. I love horror movies that make me like go, that make my brow furrow so much that I feel like I'm like, I like feel pain, you know, it's twisted. It's really weird. Possession, though. Wow. Well, I think that the next movie I'm reviewing is not going to be crazy. It's going to actually be political and not scary. So this was a blast, though. I really, really enjoyed this movie. And look, I'm still like raving about it. So um, catch, uh, check it out. Definitely check it out. I think the moral of the story, too, is uh, don't fall in love because, you know, it could be bad. Uh, when you break up, uh, you know, you lose your mind and you'll start having sex with uh, a tentacle creature. So don't fall in love. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, just, you know, fall in love, but make sure it's the very right person and, uh, doppelgangers, you know, they may look attractive, but, uh, they may have a bit of a nefarious side to them that you don't see. So possession really liked it guys. This was a fun episode to record today. Uh, please rate and review. Uh, tell me what you think you can watch. I'm reviewing here or you can listen to it. I mean, from anywhere where you get your podcast, this is fun. All right. I think it's time for the Oscars now. Bye-bye.